What's up, everybody? Welcome to Outside Perspective. I'm your host, Adam Meredith. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to listen, and uh, it's going to be a good ride. So if it's uh, not your first time, welcome back, folks. We have a great uh, show for you today. Before I get to the guests, let's get a couple housekeeping things out of the way. Just real quick, do me a favor, uh, you know, like the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, share the podcast. If you're on Apple Podcasts, if you're listening on that platform, please go leave a five-star rating and review. It helps spread the podcast. And uh, yeah, man, that's what we need. So let's grow this thing. I really appreciate it. Next, I just want to recommend another podcast to you, guy. One of my, uh, to you guys, listeners people non-binaries and everything in between uh, <laughs> um go check out the why not podcast with my buddy justin bricker he's having some awesome conversations with some pretty cool uh some pretty cool humans it's a little bit of different flair than myself so it's good to get those uh get that mix and uh it's definitely one of my favorites so he's dropping a episode an episode a week and uh yeah check that out the why not podcast with justin bricker this episode is brought to you by my good friends over at Jombo Superfoods. You can go to jombocbd.com and check out their full line of products. While you're there, make sure that you check out the Muscle Bomb. It has been game-changing in my recovery. I put it on my joints and my muscles, and it makes me feel like a million bucks. And for all you, uh, for all you folks out there with pets, my girlfriend and I, we have a uh, we have a pet dog, and. Uh, they have pet drops that you can use for your for the for the little fur babies, and uh, man, it's been game changing. Um, our dog actually has some pretty severe anxiety, and uh, since we've incorporated you know regular CBD into her protocol, she's just been um, she's just been so much more relaxed, and uh, it's just done a world of uh, of good for her. So you can check out again their full line of products at jombocbd.com. Use the code OUTSIDE at checkout and you'll save 20% off of your entire order. My guest today is Monty Sowersby. Monty is the president of Ozarks Quality Products. He is the, which is the largest distributor or maybe the number one distributor of infused edible products, which is a company based out in California. Uh, Monty is, a, is just a rad-ass dude, man. He's been all over the world. He's done a lot of things, and um, you just never know who you're going to connect with. My cousin Jake and I, we drove down to uh, you know the Springfield area to do a couple podcasts. We knocked out you know a couple in one day. The one previous to this, which was, again, Ashley Markham and Laura Calloway, if you haven't checked that one out, Go back and check it out. And then we sat down with Monty um, not too long after we sat down with her. So um, on this episode, it'll be both Monty and Jake. Uh, Jake joined us for this one a little bit. And uh, it was just so cool. You know, Monty invited us, you know, to his workshop so we could see what was going on. It was just it was just so cool of an experience because after the podcast, you know, we probably sat there for another hour and talked and Man, he's just a fascinating human. So it was just so cool to to connect with him. I can't wait to connect with him. You know, later later on down the road, uh, him and his wife Angie are just super nice people, and uh, it was just so cool, uh, you know, to to connect with such amazing humans. So without any more rambling, guys, let's get to the podcast. I have Monty Sowersby and Jacob Coleman.
here we go, gentlemen. So I will do the same thing that I did with uh, the last couple of people I just podcasted with. So I have Monty and Jake here, but when I have more than one person on the podcast, I'll just let you guys introduce yourselves so that way everybody can put a you know a name with a, a voice right okay. for, for the listeners. Sounds right? good. All right, cool. So Monty, we'll start with you, okay, sir. Okay, my name is Monty Sowersby. I am the president of Ozark Quality Products, and I'm a rep for Infused Edibles out of Morongo, California. Monty, Monty, Monty's a good guy, too. Uh, this is uh, Jacob Coleman. Uh, today I'm here with uh, Enlightened Life. Uh, we're going to cover all the, the cannabis media uh, from <laughs> Missouri. Yeah, Jacob. All right, my, my friend. And Jake, you've been on the podcast yeah, before. Yeah, for sure. Cousin, family. Um, all right, Monty. Hey, dude, thank you so much for uh, for inviting us down to your your workshop here and uh, you know into your home. Yes, absolutely. I'm glad to have you guys. Uh, always happy to have uh, fellow Missourians come and yeah. and visit and see this part of the Missouri Ozarks and yeah and come and see what it's all about and you know talk a little bit about cannabis and and what's going on today. It's all exciting. Everything's really exciting now. You know. Yeah, dude. It's it's it's, it's real exciting times. And you know, for the listeners, we all met at well, you and I, we not us, mm-hmm. but we <laughs> met at uh, the MoCan BizCon conference recently here in St. Louis, Missouri. We're not here, but in St. Louis, Missouri, at Union Station. Um, and you were there with Infuse Edibles, right? Right, right. We had a booth. Uh, I'm glad to say that we raised uh, three thousand nine hundred and eighty-eight dollars for the disabled American veterans. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. So uh, all of our proceeds from that. Um, um, event went to the uh disabled american veterans uh we kept nothing we did the whole thing as a uh, um, donation again you know and that's what part of amendment two is about is the veterans and we wanted to put that positive spin on it you know hey we're here for our veterans and that's what we did yeah and man it's it's important for people to be there for them because they really need the help the most you know what i mean dude like i sometimes like well not sometimes but i often see like the number of veterans who like just don't get the support that they need and it's uh it's it's really cool to think about how much we can actually help those people with well with, with the changes and we've got to remember if it wasn't for our veterans we wouldn't have our freedoms that we enjoy today we wouldn't be able to go in and vote for amendment two you know what i'm saying yeah it's exactly. it's the people that's laid down their lives you know generations before us that have given us our freedoms to be able to do this and and we have to respect that yeah yeah, and you're a veteran. Yes, I am. I'm a 100% disabled veteran. I have bladder cancer from Camp Lejeune drinking water. Oh, oh wow. shit, dude. Yeah. Whoa. Well, thank you for your service. Well, um, it you're seems welcome. It cost you quite a bit. It did. You know, um, sometimes your service does cost a lot mentally, physically, um, you know, and we bear that burden, you know, gratefully. You know, I, I'm, I'm just grateful to have served. And I'm glad that the uh, government's taking care of me now, too. Yeah, yeah. And you said so, you're in the Marines, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, how long were you in the Marines for? I was in for years and years and years. Yeah. I was in, always in aviation. Okay. Yeah. Man, dude. And uh, we were talking a little bit beforehand. Um, you said you had, um, you went to Jamaica for the first time, right? You yeah, were the on- first time I went to Jamaica was uh, right after Bob Marley died and our aircraft carrier pulled in. I was on a Caribbean cruise um, and I went on Liberty there. And yeah, I was just Liberty. like, if I ever, if I ever, ever can come back to this place, I'm coming back to this place. Yeah. What was it like there during that time? It was really traumatic because Bob Marley had just died. And I mean, it was like the people were traumatized. I mean, really seriously traumatized because of that event. Yeah. 
Yeah, could you like just feel it in the air? Yes, you could. You could definitely feel it in the air. The sadness, the mourning, um, it was terrible. I yeah, mean, yeah. I mean, I imagine like that's a trip that you never forget, right? Because exactly. It's, it's exactly. such a powerful time in history. Right. And I was only a young, I was very young at the time. You know, I was only 20, 21 years old. So, yeah. Oh, that's powerful, man. I can only imagine just what was going on. And, and you've been back how many times since you said? About at least 20. At least, right? At least 20, yeah. And that's probably conservative. Yeah, that's very conservative. Um, we love Jamaica. Me and my wife, we go there. We, we just love it. Yeah. I love the Jamaican people. Um, I just love the attitude, the energy. Yeah. Um, the weed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I still haven't been, man. I really want to go. It's great. I mean, it's it's one of those. Everyone needs to go to Jamaica. Yeah. So, what do you feel about the the culture in Jamaica? Is is like what do you feel the lacks over here that they have over there that we could implement, especially with their cannabis culture? They they just have a real. Um, I don't know. They just like to share it. Um, I don't know. It's just a different culture there. They have the uh, a lot of really good land race uh, breed sativa that that's just really good. Um, they're just really proud of it, you know, and I mean, just about everyone smokes it too. Do they do any like because uh, we were talking about sport? Do they do any like uh, like uh, cannabis beverages? Have you, have you had any cannabis beverages over there? No, I, I've had I've had something. cannabis. Um, no, I've never had any cannabis uh, uh, drinks, but I have had like uh, space cakes and things like that that they've made. But yeah, um, at one resort that we went to, the uh, cook I was friends with. Uh, before we left, he took all the remaining weed and made the space cakes to eat on the way to the airport. Oh, it was yeah? great, yeah. How'd that have you feeling? Yeah, well, I don't, all I don't remember very many flights home. Yeah, I would have slept, <laughs> I, I slept the entire flight. Dude, it'd be cool to do an event there. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, I want to go. Yeah. I'll be there. Yeah. You could <laughs> probably organize one. You could organize one there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure you have to know some people there at this point, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. What, what's the what's the best place to go to or is there a best place? I hate that question, right? What's the best? You know, because there's so many place, good places usually. I, I like to get away from the airport. The main airports are in Kingston and uh, um Montego Bay. And I like to get away from there. I like to go to Negril, which is about uh, 90 kilometers to the west or Ochos Rios or Okay, yeah, you're damn you near know. a local now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A Jamaican. Yeah, is that what they call it? Jamaican. Yeah, Jamaican. I love it. I love it. So, like, what's the thing to do in in Jamaica? Oh, I don't know. The beach is just so awesome there. The food's really good. Um, The fishing. um, There's just so many sports there. It's just just fantastic. I heard uh, something about, though, like, there's, like, dangerous spots. Like, is is it, like, a very— There are some very dangerous spots. The people that we go with— uh, the people that I know there kind of avoid those areas and, and are like, uh, hey, you know, we need to be careful in this area or, hey, we're not going there, you know. Yeah, there's those spots everywhere, though, yeah, right? For I mean, sure. Well, yeah, I mean, even in St. Louis. I mean, of there's course. places, you know, East St. Louis, Illinois. I've, I've had, uh, I did a job there for Illinois Bell Telephone and the excavation contractor had all of his equipment stolen one night, including the snow fence. So, oh, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, so it. Bad things can happen everywhere. Yeah, you, you just got to keep your head on the swivel. Right, exactly, sure. exactly. But, you know, the good, honest Jamaicans, you know, they're there. That, that's their life. You know, they're on a tropical island, you know. I, I just like it. It's just the, 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 the fast-paced United States lifestyle does not exist there. Yeah. You know. It's just a totally different speed it is. of life. It is. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a totally different speed, totally different everything. Yeah, yeah, I um I would definitely I would definitely like to kind of immerse myself in that culture for a little bit and kind of just see what well, it's like. 
it's nice to talk to Rasta man and mm-hmm. and you know yeah. really delve into the uh, Rastafarian way. And now they're basically like they're vegetarians, right? The the Rastafars. Well, are. Most of the Rastas that I've met, they will uh, they will not eat pork and they will not drink alcohol. They will eat fish. Mostly it's fish and vegetables. Yeah. They do eat a little goat, a little chicken. Yeah. So no, no pork, huh? No pork, you know. Yeah. Is that just because, like, the swine, like, it's just a dirty meat, they think? Well, you know, I think it all goes back to, you know, you've got to remember that the uh, Rastafatarian religion is basically an, an Abrahamic religion. Mm-hmm. You know, that Haile Selassie is... I want to say it's the 10th generation removed from King Solomon. Okay. So, you know, there's a a lot of play there, uh, historical uh, facts and figures that I'm really not positive on. But, yeah, uh, you've got to remember that is an Abrahamic religion. Yeah. Yeah, but they keep it very natural. That's where it's at, right? Right. Right. The earth. Right. Exactly. They seem like very minimalist, too, is from what I see. They are. They're not really uh, about possessions Mm. or, you know, they're just about trying to be you know, do things right, you know? Yeah. Have you seen that movie, um, Fight Club? No, I have not. You haven't seen it? It's an older movie with uh, Brad Pitt and uh, Edward Norton. Right. And uh, there's a great quote in there where um, Brad Pitt's character says, like, the things you own end up owning you. Mm -hmm. You you just have a whole bunch of shit, and it just ties you down. Right. True. Have you ever read Mel Fisher's book, The Trouble with Treasure? No, I have not. Very good book. Um, Mel Fisher found uh, the shipwreck Atocha, a very rich gold-laden, gem-laden, diamond-laden ship. And then all of a sudden he has all this money, and then he has all this trouble. You know, the state of Florida files suit on him. The state of Spain, or the nation of Spain files suit on him. Insurance companies file suit on him. What? Yeah. And Just I mean, because he found this thing? Yeah. And now he's found all these millions of dollars, and now he's got all this trouble. But he writes this book. It's called The Trouble with Treasure. So, you know, so so that really happened to him. Yes. And then he wrote this yes. book about his experience yes. called The Trouble with Treasure. The Trouble Got with it. Treasure. Yeah. Holy shit. And then, you know, all the people that come out of the woodwork that try to claim your treasure and, you know, it's just It's like, damn, I just it, this this was just <laughs> out here like yeah. it was nobody. Nobody had found it for 400 years and now all of a sudden I'm getting it stuck up my butt, you know what I'm saying? Holy. <laughs> so what was That's the outcome sad. for him? He finally did win part of the treasure. He did He did win part he of the treasure money, back. Like, and yeah, he got money, like a lot of, you know, millions and millions of dollars. But, yeah. again, the state of Florida got their fair share. and you know, Dude, if I found something like that. Just I w- keep your mouth shut. Yeah. Well, there's, <laughs> but how are you going to fence the actual, like, I mean, you got to turn the actual gold or whatever the, the find is well, in the a, money. And a gold doubloon is worth a lot more than its ounce weight in gold, too. Right. Oh, because yeah. of what it, it is. Because of what it is, so right. So you have to turn it into the proper people. Yeah, someone, yeah. To get the it's going to be, you know, someone like, well, hey, you know, how did Monty come up uh, with 900, you know, golden doubloons, you know? Yeah, man. So, <laughs> But if I found that, I'm like, look, man, just this is the number that I want, and you guys do whatever the fuck you need to do after <laughs> yeah. this. I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, just give right. me a small cut, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. So, um,. So Rastas, though, I mean, you like you like reggae. We, we were talking about reggae. Dude, you want to play that song? Yeah. You should play it. Do you want me to play it? Yeah, play it. All right. 
Let's hear a song. So yeah. Jake has a song. Right on. It, dude, it's, it's, I love reggae music. I do. I love Sizzla. I love who's, yeah, who's Bob Marley. Mar- I don't know. I like Sizzla. Yeah. Do you like Gregory Isaacs? Yes, I love Gregory Barrington Isaacs. Levy? Peter Todd. Todd. Or yeah. Tosh, yeah. yes. You like Collie Buds? Yes. Oh, man. Here you go. Here's, here's Shaggy. Here. Yeah. <laughs> For you a little more. So, dude, <laughs> just hold it. Don't make it too loud. Just hold it up to your mic. Okay. And we can all hear it. You hear it? Can you hear it? Yeah. So, yeah, this is a new one called Make Me Feel. I'm homesick. We'll just listen to this for a second. So that was pretty much it, man. Man, that was like good. That I like Thank that. You, man. I do. I really like it. makes me homesick. Yeah, I'll send it to you. I'll definitely send it to you, man. <laughs> I need to be eating a mango right now. <laughs> I can dig that. What's that called, Jake? It's called Make Me Feel. Make You Feel. So, yeah, after I Very shot the good. Bob Marley concert down here, and it's really like I love the easy listening music, and a lot of people have been turned on to that song. They really like it. Very good song. Appreciate yeah, it. Very hey, good song. Hey, refix your mic for me. I'm back. Yeah, there we go. Back in action. We're back in there. <laughs> yeah, man, I can dig it, man. That yeah, I appreciate that. Jacob, you rock, man. That's Thank good. You, man. That, I re- that, I'm really impressed by that Thank song. Thank you. I'll send it to you. Yeah, please. Please. Yeah, yeah man, that's just good energy, man. Appreciate it, man. The video's going to be really cool. I want to kind of like do a, like a, rent an Airbnb or something or find somebody that has a really nice location. And what we'll do is like a pool or something and just have everybody coming over, just hanging out, smiling, having mm-hmm. a good time. But my initial thing is, like, I want to, like, meet a girl, let's say she's working at a bank behind the counter. I walk in with, like, a briefcase of money or something, and then <laughs> she's, like, speaking to, like, an older lady or something, doing her job, and then she catches my eye. And then um, 
once I get up to the counter, what I want to do is have like there's gonna be like ten people. It's just a flash mob, like young and old. Everybody's just gonna start dancing to impress this girl, and it's gonna click to the Airbnb. Everybody from the bank is there, just having fun at the Airbnb. It'd yeah, be cool. that sounds good. Yeah, yeah, I like the vision. <laughs> yeah, it'd be good. Yeah, dude, that'd be good. When are you gonna do that? Um, I'm trying to do it when it gets warm because I actually have a model from down here. From she's in Springfield that I'm gonna yeah get right. up. Yeah, so right hopefully, on. hopefully, I'm shooting for like maybe next month probably. Yeah, Gotta get all the vision together and find the right location is really what it comes down to. Yeah. Location, location, location. Yep. Yeah, that's everything, man. Yeah. But that's just good energy, man. Yeah, yeah. Just, just I appreciate it. absolutely. Yeah. Um. So. You know, the, obviously, I feel like there are certain moments in life that just leave a very, like, big impact on you. Mm-hmm. And it's, it sounds like, you know, that first trip to Jamaica was, like, that was a very, like, life-impacting experience yes. for you. Yes, absolutely. Is that kind of one of those things that also drove you to, like, because the, the cannabis industry isn't your original industry. No, no, no. Um, you know, I smoked marijuana the first time in 1971 when I was 11 years old. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> what was it, a joint? What did you do, a bowl? What it, was was it? A, it was a joint, actually. Okay. Um, back in those days, um, they didn't even know what bud was. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they just grew the plant, and, you know, we smoked leaves, basically. Yeah. For the longest time. I mean, and then finally, you know, we started learning, you know, like let it go farther and things like that. Yeah. And the strains weren't very strong. No, 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 no. Not back in those days. No. Yeah. It's a whole new ballpark. It's a whole new ballpark now. Yeah. Okay. So then you had that early experience and then, um, you know, it has just kind of always been one of those things that's been in your life. It's always been in my life. Yeah. Um, In the military, I did have to stop. Yeah. Uh, because they implemented drug testing. You know, yeah. I, I felt that was very unfair. You know, and we lost a lot of good people that their only crime is they smoke marijuana. Yeah. You know, I mean, they were good crew chiefs. They were good flight engineers. They were good mechanics. And they lost their jobs. You know, they were kicked out of the military because they smoke marijuana. I hate that shit, man. You see that in all, all areas of life, right? It's like this thing that helps you. You're right. It, Right, you know, and now they prescribe it to you. You know, like the v- the veterans. You know, but you know, Amendment Two was about the veterans. You know, yeah, it's but, like but active military, they I, can't. Yeah, they, they still exactly. Can't, you know what I mean? Like they still they're using things like um, fuck. What's the, what's that medication that helps people sleep? Um, Ambien. Yeah, they're using Ambien to sleep. Right? Yeah, and combat alertness tablets. You know, and and, and things, you know. And and these don't help you sleep. I mean, they make you go unconscious, but like you're not getting any, any of the benefits. Any REM of sleep, sleep, right? Yeah, you're right, getting none right. of it. So it's and then like you wake up on the home shopping network, you know, and you wonder why you ordered a thousand, you know, people, water filters. People do that shit. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I have a friend of mine that did that on Ambien. Oh, actually. really? Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. The guy went out to. A, he's like, "Why did we order twenty water filters?" You know. You know, from yeah, Amazon, had, you know, QVC. No rec- yeah, yeah, exactly. Doing the one-click shopping on Amazon just makes, <laughs> right. it, makes it too easy. Yeah. You just pull that thing up and just boom. Bam. Oh, whatever you want. Bam. Yeah, so it just ends up causing more problems at the end of the day, these things. And it's sad. And like you talked about earlier, is it sad that alcohol is so prevalent? Like, you know, you explained earlier that, you know, you can smoke a joint, especially these people that are, you know, highly stressed, you know. Smoking a joint would help them, but they, they go to alcohol, as you said, and they're drunk right. half the day. Right. That's a poison. That's hard on the body. You know, the thing I saw in the military, you know, these military, uh, these guys were basically prosecuted, persecuted because they smoked marijuana. But yet, 
you know, the maintenance chiefs would be out in the uh, the parking lot at four o'clock in the morning drinking Green Label Jack Daniels, you know. But yeah. that was okay, right? You know, that's, that was okay. That's socially acceptable. Yeah, that was socially acceptable. Because you know, it's legal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, it, it was crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What always gets me, because uh, you know, there's been, and, and thankfully we're at a better place, and we're we're getting to a better place. Yes. But for for years and years, there's just been so much misinformation and just flat out lies and propaganda that's just been spread about it. Exactly. And well, um, you know, the first drug czar was Elvis Presley, the man who overdosed and died. You know. What do you? But he overdosed on what? On on pills, yeah. but he was the first drug czar that Richard Nixon enacted in 1971 or 72. Yeah, man, Richard Nixon. Yeah. See, that's what kills me about Richard Nixon, especially in the times that we are today. And I don't want to get like super political, but like it's it's kind of relevant, right? So, fucking Nixon, um, like he wasn't. Is it Nixon? Wasn't Nixon an actor? Was it Nixon? No, that was Reagan. Reagan. All right, Reagan. Reagan, Reagan was an actor. I'm like, Reagan was a fucking actor. But Reagan was also a part of, like, the war on drugs, right? Yes. Oh, the way it went, it started, the prosecutions kind of started in 19, in the early, early 70s, right at the end of the Vietnam War. From, like, a political standpoint. Right. Because, and, I mean, and we see, had, like. See, the problem was the protesters, the people that were protesting the war, smoked marijuana. So. Right. What a better way to prosecute the prosecutors. The, you know, the people that were prosecu- you know, pro- protesting the war uh-huh. than to prosecute them for marijuana offenses. Oh, yeah. You I know, mean, it you tends to be younger people and So it started, it kind of started with the hippies, you know. And people and then, of color. And, and like, then all of a sudden, Jimmy Carter got into office. And it kind of, all that kind of backed way off in about 76. Yeah. You know, and, and it was pretty liberal. And then 1980, Ronald Reagan came into office. And then, you know, mm-hmm. he started as just saying no. Dude, that um, kills me, dude. And you know what? He wasn't. He he wasn't a politician. Yeah. He he was just he was a, an actor. He was just an actor. Like yeah. people forget about Isn't that, that. Crazy how Isn't that happens. That? Wasn't there a guy though that like uh, came to Reagan? I can't remember. I was watching something about it. Like the, he was in the um the the industrial textile industry, and he saw that hemp was gonna. Now this is what be- was his name? This is before this, right? So now even but from my understanding, even before like this, so there was William Randolph Hearst. There it is, right? And right. yeah, right. And there's Harry Anslinger, right? Yeah, Anslinger, with Harry Anslinger. Yeah. Yep. Harry Anslinger was yep, a cop, but it. there was the machine called the, the Corticator, yep. which helped the processing of hemp. It made it it made right. it so much cheaper and yeah. easier, but. William Randolph Hearst had all of this stock and in, in paper, and he had all of uh, this huge plots of land with trees, right? He right. had so lumber. He had all this money just in the lumber. So then that's when all the propaganda starts, right? They start calling it marijuana, mm-hmm. right, which is because it's like just Mexican like weed yeah. that people smoke right. and it makes, them, madness, makes them crazy and violent, and they're going to rape well, your women. And Adam, you know yourself, you're from uh, the Jefferson City area along the Missouri River, uh, marijuana grows wild because of hemp for victory. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, where are we going? <laughs> it's, 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 it's just hemp. It's not right. marijuana, but it grows. You know, uh, the Battle of Lexington uh, during the Civil War was called the Battle of the Hemp Bales. Really? Yeah, and wow. they used hemp uh, to as fortifications. I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, could you imagine if they heated up the cannonballs and shot them at that, you know? And what it was it could have been a total different outcome, you know? It could have been like the first Woodstock, you know, almost. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I mean, hemp has a, a long history in the United States. Mm-hmm. And during World War II, they had hemp for victory. Most of the hemp produced, excuse me, uh, was purchased in the Philippines. And the Philippines was lost to the Japanese in 1942. 
So they couldn't get hemp anymore, marijuana, to, to make rope and things like that. So they started a program called Hemp for Victory. Right. And all along the Missouri River, it still grows wild there today. Oh. And a lot, of the, a lot of the statistics that you see where they say, oh, we've confiscated 1,000 marijuana plants today, a lot of the, what you see are they're picking wild marijuana plants along the Missouri River. Really? Yeah. 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 Well, because I, yeah, now that you say that, like, I do remember, like, reading at some point, like, there was, like, a war effort. Because there's always a war effort, right, to fund right. the war. And right. There, and it was, it was hemp at one point. Because hemp was, like, of it was a very strong crop for right. for Missouri. It, or, exactly. For Missouri in particular, but the UN, United States in, in general. Exactly. Yeah, like exactly. we like we have like this like one of the best climates and and uh, and just like the soil is really good for well, it. Canvas, you know, canvas. Mm -hmm. Original name was from derived from the word cannabis because they took the fiber to make the canvas oh, out yes. of cannabis. Oh, can I know that that's not that's a very well known, but you know, like sailing ships, we would have never got across the pond. If it hadn't been for hemp, you know what oh, I'm saying? Oh, 100%. Right. You know? I, I mean, I'm pretty sure, like, I don't know if it was Thomas Jefferson or maybe, um, probably both, actually, because I've written a couple papers on cannabis right. like, whenever I was in grad school. Right. <laughs> and um, I think even maybe George Washington said it. But, like, there's a couple quotes from a couple of those guys just talking about, like, how important cannabis is. Right. You know, hemp is to, like, just the infrastructure of the country. Well, you know, one of the taxes that the British imposed upon the colonists was they had to have two pounds of crimped hemp per year, processed crimped hemp per year per family member. Yeah. You know, and they had hemp cripping machines, you know, it, during, you know, this was in the 1700s. Yeah, yeah. You know, hemp was, was it goes way back, way back. It Just as important as it is today, as not only it can be used commercially, you know, we see things like hempcrete coming out, mm -hmm. yeah. a very, very strong product. You know, I mean, oh my it's, a, it's amazing some of the structural characteristics that hempcrete has, um, the fibers that we're getting from it, you know, and it's all renewable. Yeah. We're not cutting down trees. We're, we're, we're raising yep. Uh, we're raising it, and you know, it in, grows in, in a, a fraction of the time. Right, exactly. In a fraction of, of the in a of fraction course. of the amount of space. Exactly. You know what I mean? And it actually like revitalizes the the nutrients of the soil. You know, there's been a lot of tests done about the use of marijuana in like toxic landfills, mm -hmm. where they've been using it, using hemp, to kind of bring the soil back. And, and I know there was a a big study done in the uh, Chicago area at some of the old closed down steel plants that was I thought it was quite impressive uh, the change that had happened in the soil over um, the amount of time that they had been growing hemp there yeah I mean dude nature knows how to fix itself yes. exactly it really does man knows how to contaminate it nature knows how right. to fix it yeah so I have two things so one I'm, I don't know why I'm drawing the blank what the fuck is I don't want to call it the bill of rights or is it the constitution or what did they write what you talk about the uh you know that thing that they the amendments. Yeah, what's that thing that they stole in National Treasure? The Constitution. The Constitution. Yeah. Is that what it's called? It's called uh -huh. the Constitution. Was written on hemp paper. Uh, written on hemp paper. Right. Exactly. exactly. Right. Yeah. And then my second thought was, um, so you like you guys remember that oil BP spill, right? Yeah. yeah. You, you know, like if if they would have left that alone, that like it would have the ocean would have like fixed itself 
way faster than it actually did because we went in and we put all those chemicals in there and like we tried to help but my point to saying that is like nature knows how to fix yeah. itself well oil is from nature exactly you know it, it's it's a natural product there's an oil spill at the bottom of the ocean all the time for exactly. like natural vents and different things exactly you know oil is a natural product it comes from nature it's not it's not a foreign product yeah it's like when we try to make it a foreign product that's when it becomes a product yeah just like you know, it seems like so much it, we see People let their education override their intelligence. Right. It's like, you know, it's like, you you know, you see that a lot of times with, I mean, (laughs) I'm I'm a big fan of the science, Mm -hmm. but sometimes like when, why can't anecdotal evidence be enough? Exactly. You know, know, if it's like enough people are are getting this experience, you know what I mean? It's like, if you just use a little common sense, it would probably tell you like, maybe that is good or is not good. You know what I mean? Right. It just blows me away. Yes, Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't know if you guys were going to say something. I'll keep it going. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> so um, uh, so you're now the 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 number one distributor for infused edibles. Yeah, we're, we're a, a major distributor for infused edibles in the chain. We're a publicly traded company. Yeah. Our stock ticker is GCGX. Uh-huh. Um, it includes uh, another company, Indulge Oils, uh, involved in that process too we manufacture cbd um for the united states there in california and then we also manufacture thc there in california yeah thc edibles yeah for the recreational and medical mar- market we hope to do the same thing for the medical market here in missouri yeah man i think it's so important for patients to be able to have access to to the medicine and like in different forms too right right because i mean intuitively like smoking probably isn't the best but it, I don't think there's been any harmful effects shown from smoking cannabis. No, I, I don't think so either. I want access to my medicine, too. Yeah. I, you know, I'd like to use it in the treatment of my cancer. Yeah, that's right. You of mentioned course. you have cancer. You know? Of course. Yeah, I don't want to gloss over that, right? I mean, what uh, what kind of benefits have you experienced you well, know, from, from your use? And, and I'll, I'll tell you, it, it's kind of funny. Um when we first started in this process of starting the business of Ozark Quality Products, I didn't know I had cancer. I, I hadn't been diagnosed with the problem. Um, we made an investment to find out if it worked or not because I didn't want to be a snake oil salesman. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that this product worked, that it was going to be good and beneficial for people. Um, I found out very quickly that, wow, hey, this stuff really works, you know. It almost sounds too good to be true I, when you explain it to, right? I know. Exactly, you know. The thing about it, the science, the road that we've been down to get to this point has been a long, arduous road. You know, I know that Chris worked very, very, very hard to get the science. He's a culinary chef, so he understands uh, chemistry. He understands food, taste, the palate, um, in developing our products and getting them right and getting the science down. So we've gone through a long, arduous road to get to this point. Um, and shortly, and real quick, tell the listeners who Chris is. Chris is the CEO of Infused Edibles. Okay. Yeah. And he also, he's my adopted son also. Yeah. When, what's his last name? His name is Cross. Last name is Cross. Chris Cross. Chris Cross. Yeah. Chris Cross. Well, jump. Yeah. <laughs> Catchy. It. When he yeah. says jump, we all jump. So. <laughs> <laughs> and sorry to interrupt you. What were you saying? Um, lost my train of thought. Oh, uh, Chris you. Cross. Oh, anyway, <laughs> shortly up. after we started the business and yeah. we proved to ourselves we started selling, I got diagnosed. Okay. Oh, wow. Um it stems from drinking water that I consumed while at New River Air Station in Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. Um our water was contaminated 
um, my TCE, PCE from a, a dry cleaning plant oh, that wow. contaminated our drinking water. And, and I was diagnosed with cancer. Um, the thing that I've seen is... You're drinking water from when you're in the military. Yes. At yes. the where you're at the military at the, base. The base. Yes, sir. So how many people were over a half a million oh, were contaminated? contaminated. Plus, oh, their, plus the their entire, dependents. The entire base was contaminated. Well, oh think about gosh. this. Not only families, the Marines, the families, the contractors, the everybody. people, you know, the secretaries, the people that worked in the commissary. Because everyone was drinking the tap water. Yeah, because everyone drink tap water for that reason. Well, there you go. Good reason not to drink tap water. Right. But you just, anyway, you just never know. Exactly. Um, Holy cow. <coughs> but anyway, you, so you found out. I found out that I had cancer. Um, I went through a series of surgeries. It was tumor removal, tumor removal. And I, I, I started hammering the CBD, hammering the CBD. And we went from tumor removal, tumor removal to, hey, there's no tumors. There's a suspicious place. So the tumors kept coming Get, back. They kept coming back. It was really oh. weird. They just kept coming back. And then. How many surgeries did you have? Five. Fuck. Yeah, and then the middle of it, I had an anterior aortic aneurysm. Oh, whoa. Wow. So yeah. explain that for the listeners. It's a swelling of the aortic artery below my stomach, and I had to have surgery. I, I was going to MD Anderson at the time, and I had surgery there at MD, Amber, M, MD Anderson So uh, for that. Uh, and I also had several surgeries uh, for the tumor removals. Uh, but anyway, the last time... There was no tumors, and it was like there was no. There was a suspicious place, and it was still cancerous, but it, there wasn't any tumors. Which is progress. That is very much progress, I, and I really attribute that to my use of CBD daily. And yeah. how much were you? What like what was your dosage of CBD? Like how much yeah, were you? Consuming? About seventy-five to hundred milligrams a day. Okay. Yeah. I, I was. I have easy access to it, so. Now, from my understanding, from a lot of the studies. Um, that a lot of the studies so far, like, cause we're so limited on the research, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Um, a lot of the studies, like, especially like the ones done on mice and stuff like that, if you extrapolate out the dosage, like a lot of the benefits come from like 100 to 200 milligrams mm. of right. CBD. Right. And it's even better when you pair like a high dose of CBD with a little bit of THC. It seems to have a better I know effect. Some of the doctors that we deal with, they're telling me that they're getting really good results from like fiber or not uh, fibromyalgia. What's the, uh. Parkinson, oh, Parkinson's Parkinson. disease. Oh, yeah. Like they're using like 300 to 400 milligrams a day. Yeah, to like and, calm down that central nervous and, system. And they're and they're getting a really good result from that. So yeah. you know that's really encouraging. Dude, there's it's it's whenever I explain people, you know, like I started talking about CBD because mm -hmm. you know there are so many different compounds in the cannabis plant, right? And we're just talking about one of the particular compounds, and we're right. we're identifying them all the time. Right. But you start explaining this one, and it almost does sound like snake oil. You know I know. Because I mean? it's an adaptogen, right? So it helps the body find homeostasis. Like our body is always trying to find this place of center, and this can right. help aid in that. But it helps do so many things, right? It's an anti-inflammatory. It can help with the brain. It it's can an help analgesic. With, right. Yeah, it can you help know? with mood regulation. Like there's right. just so many different things that it heals. It's just almost like what is your issue? What are you deficient in? Right. And it can probably help with that. But when you start explaining that, it's like how do you explain that without sound and Well, you know, and the thing about it is whenever we started in the business – I made that initial investment to prove to myself because if I don't prove to myself that it works, I'm not going to sell it. I'm I, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to have any interest in it, but I really quickly proved that, wow, this stuff really works. You know? Yeah. I mean, we had uh, one of the first people um, 
her name is Roberta. She has fibromyalgia, and she was taking between three to five hydrocodones a day. That's wow. a lot. Yeah. 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 Three to five a day. That's yeah. Great. And I said, Roberta, I said, man, try this. You know, try it. Yeah. I gave her a thousand milligram bottle and she called me. This was on a Saturday and she called me on a Thursday. She said, hey, said, I need to talk to you about that CBD stuff. I said, yeah. Uh-huh. She goes, um, you know, I've taken three hydrocodones in five days. I go, really? She goes twice. I think I took it because I'm used to taking it's it. Habit. Yeah, because of habit. Uh, she goes, the one time she goes, I really needed it. We had moved boxes. She works at a large retail outlet. Uh, they had moved a lot of boxes. You know, she had a pretty, and she day. was in pain. And But she goes, you know, to go from three and five days from three to five a day, she goes, that's miraculous. You know, and she swears by it. Yeah. I mean, she takes it. Um, Every day, just like I do. Yeah. Have you used any? Uh, I've noticed a lot of people having success with topical. Right. Uh, CBD. Do you have any? Do you do you like to do topically at all? Or I don't use the topical. My mother-in-law uses our stick. We have a pain stick that she swears by. She calls it magic lotion. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, she can rub it on her joints. Yeah. My mother is ninety-five years or ninety-four years old, and she takes CBD. And she had arthritis, rheumatoid arthritis real bad. Yeah. And she hadn't written my aunt a letter. You know, she, her hands were crippled. And we came in and we sat down and she goes, hey, she goes, I wanted to show you something. And she started moving her hands. And I was like, wow. And she goes, yeah. She goes, I can move my hands now. You yeah. Know? I've had that experience. It wonders, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So I do jujitsu. Are you familiar yes. with the sport? Oh, yes. Yeah. So I, you know, I went, uh, the first time I ever used a, um, a CBD uh, topical was uh, in Austin last year. I was at this jiu-jitsu tournament, and um, I met this company, uh, Jumbo Superfoods. They mm-hmm. were there at this conference, and I um, I got their bomb. And like the next day after the tournament, my hands were so stiff, like I couldn't even bend my fingers. I put that on within like five or ten minutes, dude. I could like move my hands, and they That's what I need, they man. just felt so amazing. It's amazing. Sometimes I wonder if I'm gonna have or if I if I do have like restless leg syndrome. It's not every day, but sometimes like late at night, like I have some real restless fucking legs. Oof. And like the other day, like I just I just lathered like my whole bottom half of my leg with CBD, and uh, it felt so much better. And I use that like magnesium oil. I put that on my feet, and that's helped a lot. I don't know if it's just some sort of deficiency or what. Well, a good night's sleep is very important. Oh, it's vital. You know, it is. It's vital to your to your health, your well being. Yeah. 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 But anyway, that's how I got into the business, and and we started small. We. Prove to it that it worked. What year was this? This was in 2017. Yeah, so you're right, yeah. Yeah, I've not been in it two years yet. Yeah, still still new in the game. There's just still so much changing all the time. What's nice is I work for a company that's been in business since 2012, so. Yeah. You know, Infused Edibles has been around for a while. Again, And they're based know, in California, right? Yeah, they're based out of California. Now, are they, um, do they, they send their, I, I would imagine so, but they're sending things to like a third-party laboratory for testing? Yes. What we do is Explain when we the get. the importance of okay, that, folks. Okay, this is what we do. When we buy our hemp, our isolate, we get it from growers in Kentucky, Colorado, and Oregon. We bring it into our facility. It immediately goes out for testing to ensure that it has zero THC in it. Zero. When it comes back that it has zero, we use it in our process. When it goes through our process, like if we're running 25 milligram uh, per unit uh, apple rings, 
we lot test those apple rings to ensure that they have 25 milligrams of CBD and that they have no THC in them. And then they go for packaging. They're lotted out and packaged and, and sent out. That's how we do it. Hmm. So lot testing is like you have a whole lot and you just like you pick a batch out of that lot, right? right and you test those. And right. Then, so yeah, so it's getting there's testing multiple times. Long. Multiple, yeah, and that's that's how we keep our quality control. Is you know we keep a real tight quality control on our product. Yeah. And that way, when someone calls us and says, "Hey, you know we have you know we know oh well this lot may not be, um you know we may have a problem with this lot number you know yeah. as far as like the packaging goes we know there's no problem with the with the product as far as it being what it's supposed to be. Yeah. But, yeah, that's kind of how we do it. Yeah. So did you just kind of foresee, like, all right, well, it's kind of close. The, the market's about the tip. You kind of kind of saw where things well, were going. Is that what kind of made you make once, that jump into the industry? Once or? I found out, well, you know, I've always wanted to be in the cannabis industry. We've just never had a cannabis industry. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, now's the time, you know. Now it's, mm -hmm. you know, now's the time. Yeah. I wonder if it's going to go legal federally pretty soon. I, you know, I see it moving that way. It's not like the olden days. You know, yeah, you've yeah. got a new generation of people in there, and you know, it's yeah. definitely people are like you see all this evidence of like what all these other states are gaining from it. Not only the op the opioid epidemic as we just talked about, but right. also the the budget crisis in a lot of these states is well, completely being turned around. I think the opiate uh, epidemic could be turned around. You know, I mean, I I see a lot of the abuse that goes on. They're not able to get a a product like marijuana, you know, right. uh, 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 it's like, why do the guys in the military abuse the Jack Daniels green label? You know, it's because they couldn't smoke weed. Mm -hmm. You know, why did they snort the cocaine? Cause they couldn't smoke weed. Why did they take ecstasy? Cause they couldn't smoke weed, you know? Yeah. Or I mean, another way to put it is like, people just like to alter their consciousness. Like well, yeah, people, I mean, people like to and get it's been fucked like up. That. <laughs> it's been like that since the beginning. You know, if you look in the Bible, you know, it talks uh, in Genesis about, you know, like Noah or, you know, some of the old prophets drinking wine to excess and, and passing out in their tents. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I think an altered it's a human characteristic. Yeah. It's just a character. It's just a, a character flaw. It's a human. It's being a human, you know. Human, Is it a flaw? Is it a flaw? I don't think it's a flaw. I don't think it's a flaw. I think, I it think just it's just is. a characteristic. Yeah. yeah. You even see non-humans doing it, though, right? I mean, even in animals like, uh, well, I mean, Who's to say we aren't animals, but just like even in nature, like you'll see, um, like dolphins, they um, they'll bite puffer fish, right, for the toxin to get high <laughs> off of, and there's been evidence of them like passing around a puffer fish, like getting high. <laughs> I mean, you'll see jaguars, like they'll eat certain plants and stuff because it gets them yeah. high, and like you'll see well, elephants drinking alcohol to get drunk, like right. Well, you know, the animal kingdom, you know, they're they're smart. They know they know what makes you high and what makes you full and yeah. you know, they know just like we do. It's just like know? a natural drive. Exactly. You know, we're just advanced animals, you know, real highly advanced animals, but you know, we still Yeah. You know, have heart, lungs and you know, hands, so. Yeah, I was telling Jake on the way down here, like, um, it's like, yeah, we're advanced, but sometimes I wonder how advanced are we. Is it just, like, our own perception that we think we're advanced? Right. And then, like, we're basically just plants. Like, we need we need sun and water and air. Like, right. <laughs> Didn't I say something about our education exceeding our intelligence? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it happens so often, man. It happens so often. The more and more that I learn about just the benefits of nature, you know what I mean? Whether it's, you know, just walking outside barefoot and getting grounded or like cannabis or are you familiar with Kratom? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I mean. Enough to know I don't want it. 
Why is why is that? I, I don't know. I just heard too many negative things about it. Oh, really? Like what? I don't know. I've just heard too many negative things about it. Hmm. I've had a very positive I've experience. I've never tried it myself. Yeah, I like, like Kratom. It? I've never tried it. Never tried it. Yeah, I like it. I've had a very positive experience I've with never it. Tri- I've never tried it. I can't yeah. say that I've... Well, it's, it's just a plant, but my point is, I mean, it's... Uh, it does attach to the opioid receptor, so a lot of people have had it like success getting off of synthet- like synthetic opioids, right. and they've had a lot of success with it, like managing pain. Um, I've experienced just like uh, a lot of cognitive benefits, just like a mild sense of like heightened acuity and just like kind of like focus for mm-hmm. me. Um, but everybody's different. Everybody right, has a different right. experience. But mm-hmm. my point is like there's there's so much like knowledge like in plants. Like it can help us. Like there's Absolutely. Just, you know what I mean? It's just like just being open and just. Well, think about it. Opium is a plant. Right. Well, the, you know, and I think it has its purpose. Absolutely. You know, I think it has its purpose. Now, fentanyl? No. This is synthetics, right? Yeah, I mean, it's the synthetics. You know, I mean, something that's made in a bathtub in Mexico, you know, I mean, or made by Pfizer, you know, in a bathtub in St. Louis. Uh, you yeah. know, they don't call it a bathtub. They call it a plant. You or know? That, that, what's that, <laughs> synth- was it K2? Yeah, synthetic. Synthetic. K2. Synthetics, yeah. Yeah. I heard some bad, so I've seen some bad things happen to people I have on too. That. I have too. I was the chief of a fire department. I saw some bad things happen on people with K2. Yeah. Yeah, but meanwhile, you could have just used the actual plant. Yeah, smoking the actual marijuana, you know. But the reason why they used the K2 is because they were drug tested at work. Yeah. Right. And they used the K2 because they couldn't come up positive on a drug test. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. But it's and, and it's clearly not safe. I just I don't I don't like when people use the argument of whether like cannabis is safe or healthy. Right. I agree. Because it is. I agree. Definitely. There's enough evidence out there. Right. Well, that. I mean, you know, it's grown, you know, you can grow it in soil, you know, I mean, come on. Right. Yeah. You know, it's 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 not a pill. It it's a plant. Yeah. You know, it just a big grows. difference. You don't have it to grows. do anything. Exactly. Yeah. Put a little water, a little sunshine, and it grows. As humans, we tend to hold on to these values, and it's very hard to let them go, especially if it's something we've been taught from like a very young age. Like most of us, are you from Missouri? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, right, so being from around here, it's it's preached very heavily, like, you're if you smoke, and the funny thing is, like, a lot of people actually do cannabis, and they just don't talk about it. Right, exactly. And you know what I mean? But there's just, like, this public perception, like, I, you're a doper, you're a loser. I know a lot of professional people. Troublemakers. In the, in the industry of, you know, in, in major industries that you would never know that they smoke marijuana. Yeah. You know, that, that, that they smoke cannabis you know yeah they never let it out you can't you know you because again it's it it's been you know you're going to hell you're going to hell what you're going to hell think? yeah, <laughs> yeah. <people> think, man. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah it just blows me away because there's just so much misinformation out there oh of exactly course. they just they have these deep-seated beliefs about something that they just don't really like we we're we're now knowing we we now have the science to prove like what we've known already kind of inherently, but these people still have these fears because they've been told their whole life that exactly. this, this thing is you know true even though it's not. Exactly, you know, and that's some of the things that you know we're doing now is we're breaking those misconceptions. You know, who would have ever thought whenever I was a 16 year old kid that my mother would try CBD? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, I mean, in 1976, that would have been a, you know, get out of my face. Right. You know, I can't believe you're, yeah, that's you just, know, that's again, sweet. but, you know, ideas change, opinions change. 
you know, the genera- my generation was raised up, you know, we knew, you know, we smoked marijuana, you know, we smoked pot, you know, we, we saw, you know, the failed drug war. We, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, and we've seen that, oh, you know, this is a bunch of crap that they're trying to feed us, you know? It's definitely a failed drug war. Right? Exactly. Oh, sure. I mean, when can you fight a war for 50 years and fail so miserably? It's just wasted resources. Exactly. You know, it would have been a lot better spent doing a whole lot other things with the money. Yeah, you can't treat it as a criminal issue. I hate that we do that, right? I know. We're just feeding this Well, you know, system. now it's about the patient, and that's what I want to see. I want to see the patient get the medicine that they need. Yeah. You know, I would like to see the veterans that are having the opioid problem because I'm telling you guys, I've had veterans break the fuck down right there, break the fuck down because the VA cut them off their opioids. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, dude. Yeah. This is serious, you know. We've got to get people off these opioids. They're such a problem. And, and, you know, they they don't want to talk about it. They want to sugarcoat it, whatever, but. It's a major problem. Oh, it's a huge problem. I mean, I don't know what the numbers are, but like the thou- suicide rate. Yeah, like thou- well, yeah. not the suicide rate, just the number of people that are losing their lives to like overdoses yeah. on, on well, prescribed opioids. One thing that I've done, and you know, this is something that I'm going to admit to here to you guys, but like I've had these surgeries, and like the only opioids that I've taken was in the hospital. Outside the hospital, I did not take opioids. Yeah, no, I had shoulder I, surgery. I, yeah, I can't, I can't take those, man. Yeah, I don't like them. I had shoulder, and they just give them to you just so readily. Oh, they, you, they'll give you a tractor trailer full of them. You know, the first thing the VA asks you, are you in pain? Mm. No, I'm no. not in pain. I'm here because I have cancer, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got a vasectomy uh-huh. a few years ago. Yeah. And um, I think they tried to give me like a three or five day like supply of opioids afterwards. I'm like, well, no, I'm, imagine that. I'm like, I'm good, man. I don't need it. Like, I'll be fine. Like, they're always just trying to just write you yeah. shit every yeah, time. Exactly. To like, get nah. you hooked. Or yeah, I, exactly. when I had shoulder surgery, same thing. I think they gave me like a two week or 30 day supply or something. Like, and I didn't even use it. I think I used it for the first few days. And right. then I was like, no. Nah, nah, no, nope. for me. Yeah. I'm just, I don't like taking yeah. pain medication. Me I feel either. like I have a pretty high pain tolerance. I'd rather take shatter. Roll up shatter. Oh yeah. Let's <laughs> get the rig out. Yeah. And that's so much better for you, right? Yeah, it helps you sleep. Well, man, just roll up some and stick it underneath your tongue. Oh, and just hold it there? Yeah. Yeah. That's the fastest Dude. way to get to your system, Dude. I imagine. You'll never know you had a surgery. Oh wow. I never is that bitter? Kinda. Yeah. But, but you're like it's whatever. A good butter. But it's worth it. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. Yaman. <laughs> yeah, I mean, through your mouth. I mean, that's where digestion begins. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it gets right into the bloodstream really quick. It gets to the head quicker. Yeah, absolutely. That's why those sprays are nice. Like, those sprays those sprays are, for the first time, sprays. Other, it's a very interesting change. Like, the mm-hmm. CBD and the THC sprays very Right. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel like there's so many different um, uh so many different ways to, to like, use now or yeah, to consume. Yeah, absolutely. It's like... Man, back in the day, it was you rolled a joint, you either smoked a joint or you smoked a pipe. You know, now we have dabs, we have tinctures, we have edibles, we have brownies, we have, have oils, oils, tinctures, topicals. topicals. Yeah, I mean, man. it's so yeah, man, you have bombs, a plethora. You have keys, sprays, yeah, exactly. Drops. <laughs> exactly. I mean, there's just so many ways to, yeah, I mean, you can yeah. find a way. Especially right. for people that don't want to smoke. Cause a lot of people, oh, I just don't want to smoke it. I don't like well, smoking yeah. it. 
You that's cool. Yes, yeah, like go ahead and t- eat a And that's totally fine. You know what I mean? Because smoking may not be ideal for everybody. Exactly. I yeah. think it's important to understand, though, that when you do, an, an edible is processed by the body differently than exactly. it is smoking, It's right? a completely different high. It's a different right. compound. It's a different, that gets, yeah, yeah, it's I mean, different. It's, it's, it's processed through the liver, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. I like that, though. I like the edibles. I do, too. Yeah. You know? They put me on couch lock. An do edible they? does? Yeah, man. It just well, I feel like I've I've built up a little bit of a tolerance to the edibles. Um, as of because I took a trip out to uh like to L. A. and I just had quite a few edibles while I was out there, and um, <laughs> I just been just, I had some spray. It's been kind of regularly using, but the um yeah, I mean I remember one time I was in I was in Denver maybe like a year and a half ago now. Right. And I probably had. I don't know, like only like it was probably only like sixty milligrams of edibles, mm-hmm. and uh, dude, it fucking put me to sleep for the whole day. <laughs> really, man, we were like me and my brother. We were good for most of the like for like the first half of the day, and then we we're staying at my buddy's house. I got back to his house probably like one o'clock, and then once I got on that couch, I didn't wake. I woke up the next day, man. I tried to stay. I woke up at one point. I tried to stay awake. I could not wow. keep my eyes open. It just had me. I haven't, so had, that, I haven't had an experience like that. I've never had that problem, man. I like to take edibles before bed too. And I can really yeah, sometimes like I feel I so well rested in the morning like it's harder to wake up because I can't say oh I definitely had edibles last night really yeah they just put me to sleep man wow well you know each person's different everybody's yeah, different everybody's different you know what affects you in one way may not affect me the same way and I think that's important for people to understand right exactly you know what I mean uh, yeah so, exactly uh, a dab to you is not a dab to me you yeah. know what I'm saying and and dosage and you know just Find what works for you. Yeah, and like, exactly. You know, and that's what always gets me, right? Because everybody is going to prejudge what their experience will be based off, like, maybe what they heard. Exactly. And oftentimes they heard some shit from not even anybody that they knew. Exactly. It's just this this urban myth story. Right. right. Oh, I heard right. uh, my friend Becky, she knows somebody that something happened. Right. It's like, okay, now, but what about you may have a totally different <laughs> exactly. experience. Right. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's too funny. Yeah, yeah. So what what what's next, Monty? What do you see happening for the future? Like, um, you know, where where are we at? Because I we're we're, we're freshly passed right with well, with medical, but from my understanding, I think they're trying to get on the ballot to repeal to repeal that even right. Well, I think or, there's going to be there's always going to be naysayers no matter what you do. So you know, I think we're looking at some naysayers, uh, but I think what's going to happen is we're going to develop a cannabis market. Uh, just like the other states have done. Yeah. I think the rules that they're setting before us, I think they're good rules. I think they're coming up with some, some good guidelines uh, for us to go by. Um, I just see positive results coming. I see our patients getting the product that they need to get. Um, you know, every state that has enacted a medical marijuana law has seen an opiate death reduction by about 18 to 25 percent. That's so huge. Yep. You know, oh, yeah. that's a big reduction, you know. And when you, you know, when the ability to use an alternate method other than opiates exist, I think that's a positive step right there. I think we're moving in a good direction. Yeah. Yeah. You always have those naysayers out there for some reason. Oh, yeah. And, you know, they're not going to get it. I really see. I really see. Yeah. We've got, you know, the genie's been let out of the bottle. You can't put it back Mm -hmm. in the bottle. Yeah. We've gone too far. Yeah. We've gone too far. You know what scares me, though, whenever, I don't think he's still there. I don't follow 
politics probably maybe as close as I should. I just, I, just, I feel like there's too many positive things to focus on. Like right. you, need, you need to be aware. But when you have like lunatics like Jeff Sessions, fucking, right. you know, who had I, I, he, I don't even think he's still in the picture. No, right? he's not. But he was there for. But when but when somebody like that can make it to where they have a voice like that, and they're saying good people don't you know use right. marijuana or whatever the fuck he said, like right. that, that scares the hell out of that me. That is scary. Well, you know. There was something that I saw on a normal blog or a normal website that uh, Trump, President Trump, Jeff Sessions said something anti-marijuana, and he goes, that sounds like something my grandpa would say. Oh, really? So, you know, even the president thought he had some archaic um, views. cannabis views, oh, and really? I think everyone knows that he had some very archaic views on everything, not just cannabis. But yeah, it's, it's That was crazy. one of the things, but, you know, he's out of office. He's gone. I just see the federal government. I I just seen a lot of relaxation. Again, the 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 genie's been let out of the bottle in 1996. Yep. In 1996, that's when California enacted the medical marijuana. Right. Okay. Here we are, 2019, and Missouri has enacted. You know, it took 20 years, but you know, here we are, the same point where you know California was. So I just see in it. You know, there's eight. Well, actually, what's that? 23 years. Right? Yeah, or 23 years. 22 years, years I guess. Or 22 years. Yeah, but, still. 20 you know, plus. still in 22 years, here we are. And, and it's just spreading. You know, the G, they can't put it back in the bottle. Yeah. You know, they can't stop it. Uh, we're going to progress. I see a recreational market opening up eventually in the state of Missouri. I just hope it's in my lifetime. I think it'll be. I think it's coming sooner than we think. For I, sure. I hope so. Next couple of years. I hope so. I really hope so. I'm really hoping by 2020 we – I mean – if if there is like a tipping point from a number standpoint, I mean we're past that. I feel like most states have some form of yeah. marijuana regulation right, in place, right, right? right? I mean we we have to like look how many legal states we have now. Yeah, you know you can go to Nevada, you can go to California, you can go to Alaska. Washington, you know you can pay for gold and smoke a whole hooter. You know, yep. I mean yeah. it's beautiful. Fish for salmon, mm. smoke a joint, you know? Yeah. Except these states that aren't legalized can't see all the positive things that are coming out of right. these states that are. I mean, you look at the, like I said, the money that's going to like education. Millions, and, and it's a billion dollars. How industry. would you not want, how could you not want that? We right, could, exactly. So in Missouri, right, a lot of the tax money is going to go to helping veterans. Veterans, right. right. Which is super, mm. super exactly. fucking cool. That's huge. But there's so many other people we could help, right? I mean, schools need money, well, yeah. infrastructure for roads and different things. It's like, why are we not. There's so many of these rural school districts around that are just, they're so small. And they just, you know, the educational opportunities are a lot better if you live in Springfield or Kansas City or St. Louis than if you live in Hartville or, mm-hmm. you know, the, the a little smaller, a little rural school, you know. Mark Twain, you know what I mean? You know, the, there's a lot of, of really uh, small school districts around, you know, and, mm-hmm. and if we could... You know, put computers, give them lap, you know, whatever to to bring their education level. I mean, the more we educate, you know, knowledge is power. The more knowledge a person has, the more power they have. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I just like the cannabis industry. The more knowledge we get out there, the more power we have. You know, the more the more positive things we can make happen. So, kind of where I'm at. Yeah, no, I agree, 100%. Man, Um, it's exciting to see what's going to come. Um, we've come so far. Absolutely. Yeah. We've came so far in the time that yeah. um, I've been around in my 58 years, almost 59 years. Yeah, yeah. So, 
Well, hey, man, good stuff, guys. Um, I think we're right about an hour, so I uh, I want to be respectful of everybody's time. Let's wrap this up. Um, I'm going to turn the floor over to you guys. Um, anything, socials, anything you want to plug or promo? Um, if anybody well, want to get a hold of you, if you wanted to put that information out there. Man, if you want to get a hold of us, contact Ozark Quality Products at Ozark's quali- OzarksQualityProducts.com. Uh, or you can reach me at uh, uh, InfusedEdibles.org. Uh, just try our product and uh, give me a call. Send me an email. Right on. You won't regret it. They're so delicious. I'm telling you, all day I was feeling so good. Uh, you can just catch me on my Instagram, uh, J Coleman, C O L E M A N underscore productions, for all your needs. Right on. All right. All right, gentlemen. Thank, Thank you. Thank you very Signing much. Out. All right, everybody. Till next time. Uh-huh. Bye bye.